Welcome to Norm, a Cheers podcast. We're co-hosting a weekly discussion of the television show Cheers, which aired on NBC from 1982 to 1993. We're your hosts, Marlene Stimmy and Andy Blaker. How's it going, Andy? Hey, it's going well. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, we are now on episode 11 of season six of Cheers. This one is My Fair Clavin. It was written by Thief Sutton, directed by James Bros, and it aired on December 10th of 1987. And the... Episode summary is Cliff has purchased a new condo unit and to the amazement of his Cheers friends, met a lady friend that lives in one of the other units. Cliff enjoys their evenings of watching Jeopardy together, but he has described her to his friends as a very feminine, alluring woman, even though her appearance is plain. Seeking to glamorize his lady friend to impress the guys at the bar, Cliff convinces her to go through a magazine makeover, the result of which reveals that she's a very attractive woman when made up and hairstyled. When Cliff proudly takes her to Cheers, however, he quickly loses the exclusivity of her attention. Meanwhile, Rebecca has started smoking and is trying to stop by declaring that if she smokes one more cigarette, she'll do the most disgusting thing imaginable, go to bed with Sam. We start with this teaser with the twins that come in the bar. And they look to be like, I would say early 20s, maybe young enough that Woody's going to check their ID. They're dressed mm-hmm. identically, which I think is amusing for adult identical twins. Mm-hmm. And, and their hair is exactly the same and so forth. And he asks one of them for the ID, and they show the ID, and then he asks the other one (laughs) for his ID as well. And so they decide to leave, which I thought was kind of odd. Like, it's they're offended or something, or just like, this guy's too dumb. Right, I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. 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 On their way out, Carla asked them about twin telepathy. She, of course, is pregnant with twins. So she worries that the... Her twins are going to be able to communicate silent evil thoughts about her, basically. That's her main concern. She doesn't care about any other aberrant behaviors in which they may engage, like anybody else that whose lives they may make miserable pretending to be each other. She doesn't want them to be able to um, read each other's thoughts and talk about her. So she asks these guys, do you think that's weird? And they just kind of stand there staring at her. It's just a little creepy. Hmm. And she says, well, and then one of the guys says, we're discussing it. <laughs> and Carla is just mortified and she does that sort of spitting anti-curse hand motion gesture that she's done before to yes. sort of ward off evil I guess mm-hmm. so what did you think we're playing on her old superstitious nature I mm-hmm. mean this teaser I I don't know I, I I watched it several times trying to think what did I think of it because I didn't really like it but mm-hmm. I can't give a definitive reason why Okay. And I mean, that's the thing with talking about teasers. They're so brief. It's like, you know, whatever. There's not a lot, but right? No, there's not a lot. Um, I I don't know. It just, it didn't do much for me, I guess. It, okay. But I can't give a good reason why, which frustrates me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's what interesting. You I like the point of it. I like the idea that she's failing these twins and she's going to ask them about telepathy and then they kind of mm-hmm. get her back by saying they're discussing it, you know, because it's kind of like they seem sort of serious and then they assume we're playing this joke on her, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was like it was decent. Yeah. But, you know. It was there. It was there. That's what I wrote down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. We start the episode proper with Cliff coming in, announcing that he has decided to make a major life change, and at which point Carla tells him he'd be a dorky woman too. And he tells her that was a good one. So he says that there's a new condo complex that's going up along his postal route, and he describes it as one of those places filled with beautiful people having the time of their lives. Which I don't really think of a condo complex as being. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because it's with, you know it's like you know, lifestyles of the rich and famous or something. You know, exactly that that you tend to think that more of 
especially when we go there later and we hear that they're just presumably having some big pool party down in the courtyard or whatever. Right. It seems more like an apartment complex versus a, you know, typically condos tend to be the older, right? More established people that tend to buy them or whatever. Right. But um, yeah, it doesn't really seem like that would be a, a place that a condo, you know, where they would have that kind of thing happen and B, it doesn't seem like a place where Cliff's going to fit in. You know, right. he wants to fit in. He does. Yeah, that's it. a good point, too. Yeah. Because he says that he would take to it like a fish takes to water. <laughs> so then Carla comes back around with another jive. It's all slimy and with your eyes bulging out. And then he asks, shouldn't be you be squatting in a field somewhere, Carla? Yes. I oh, that, that one. I, I loved his retort there. That was I great. too. Well, he got her back, <laughs> you know. I love too that you know she fires all these at him all the time mm-hmm. and then on the rare occasion that he replies to her she just looks like she can't handle it like yeah what did you say it's like, what it's like come on now it's like the it's universe has been upended <laughs> I think there's another one later on I can't remember right now what it is but he does get her a couple times so Norm is disappointed that Cliff is moving out on him he mm-hmm. considers it almost a personal affront it seems like because Cliff has been staying with Norman Vera since his house was you know purchased in bulldozed and so forth so Norm is asking, like, who's going to mix Vera's cocoa? Who's going to rub her feet? Who's going to talk to her? You know, all of these things <laughs> yep. that Cliff has taken on, I guess, at, at the house. And I think this scene ends, I think it's at the end of the scene when Norm says, he's talking about maybe he could hire some high school kid. <laughs> right. I thought that was just a funny little Norm character moment, mm-hmm. you know. He's like, no, no, not me. I'm not doing yeah. it. Yeah. taking up the slack. <laughs> right. Like, I was able to offload that responsibility. I'm not taking it back. So Rebecca, at this point, strides in, exhaling cigarette smoke. And I think she says, like, did everybody see that or something dramatic? <laughs> she did, yeah. I love her whole bit here. How yeah. just, she's just right on the edge of, of it. And, right. Yeah. Everybody else is pretty laid back, and she's just, already, like you said, like already on the edge. And she's announces, like, yes, I've started smoking again. And how she's been under pressure and needing needed something to calm her nerves. And I did notice at this point that, Sam, who's sitting at the bar over near Al, kind of has an intrigued look on his face at this point. She's carrying on about not wanting to hear any snide remarks or jokes. What does she say? Like, any comments or some like, or comments, questions? Any comments, concerns? No good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like that whole bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Sam approaches Rebecca to tell her he feels like this is, you know, her smoking is his fault. And she's pent up with sexual frustration over him. So she just exhales the smoke into his face. (laughs) And which, of course, we revisit with someone else later on. So Sam does not have good luck with this strategy. But he invites her to Sammy's Stop Smoking Center for a free chest exam. <laughs> oh, he just can't stop. And then Woody and then, asks about yeah. the program. Is it, what does he say? Is this one of those uh, two-week two week programs with a two-day follow-up or something? Right, something like a simple follow <laughs> something like that, yeah. <laughs> so now we're at Cliff's new condo. And Norm and Woody are paying a visit to Cliff. I noticed that Cliff has a new portrait of Ronald Reagan on his wall. He sure um, does. Yeah. And this one's more of a portrait rather than like the, sort of the action shot we saw at the one of the you know, his formal portraits. Mm-hmm. And then there's another portrait that's by the kitchen. And I actually I don't know. I didn't know who this was. And I looked for information on this and someone suggested that it was the postmaster general of the time. <laughs> and it looks like him from the photos well that's completely believable isn't much it sense, i didn't yes. really notice that but i i completely buy it yeah that's great so their music and general party noise is going outside to your point that it does seem like it's more of like a college apartment or something like that you right, know that's kind of right. what it sounds like norm says it's party central and 
Cliff refers to himself as the chairman of the broads. A little Sinatra reference there. Mm-hmm. So Cliff's giving the tour, which is just basically it's like one big room, the living room, the bedroom, the kitchen. And then he's talking about the weather because they brought beer over. He's talking about the refrigerator isn't cold. And then he says that the problem is the amalgamator valve and gives this lengthy explanation of what he needs to do. And then Woody just turns mm-hmm. the little dial to cold. So Can I add in here oh, yeah, real quick? Um, Norm, just a little aside. Well, two things. So, of course, uh, as a housewarming gift, Norm has brought a six-pack. And as he's handing it over, takes one of the cans and says, well, one. it's a five-pack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I, I don't know why this little exchange really got me. So he's given him the tour. You know, they're standing in front of the couch. He says, oh, I almost forgot the kitchen. And Norm looks over and says, I think the builder did too. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. just love that line. It's so quick-witted, and it's great. Norm has those great lines, those quick lines. Mm. He's kind of assessing the property. Yep, yep. So Cliff's pointing out the swimming pool, and he says that when summer rolls around and all the girls are out there in their French cut bikinis, he, has, he doesn't have to tell them where he'll be, and Norm says, standing right here with a pair of binoculars. Mm-hmm. Cliff's like, that's right. <laughs> no. Which is kind of a little creepy, but if we assume that they're people of his age... It's still a little creepy, but maybe not as creepy as if they were younger. <laughs> right. So, Cliff, Well, it's just in tune with what he does completely, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's not going to actually go down and be part of it. He's just going to be, you know, leering Observing from his binoculars. Distance. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see him, not quite, but a little bit like Cousin Eddie in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation when he's like on the in the dream sequence, the, mm-hmm. or the daydream sequence, just jumping on the diving board. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. kind of see Cliff being that person at this pool party. <laughs> Woody and Norm are kind of getting settled in for the visit, and Cliff, Cliff asks them to leave, tells them they have to leave. They have to go because he has someone soft and sweet with a voice like a nightingale coming over. And then Woody guesses that it's Melville, Melville's busboy, Reuben, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I wasn't expecting him to say. <laughs> yeah, right. That was kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And Reuben is like, they, spoiler alert, they mention Reuben later on as well, and kind of in like similar you know in similar references um so i thought that was kind of interesting but it's a woman from the building and norm says something he's impressed that it's an actual woman he's like a real live woman or he says something about a woman actually coming over to see cliff mm-hmm. and cliff is saying sally is the real mccoy she's a gorgeous babe to boot so he's kind of he's starting to build her up to impress them you know mm-hmm. he has to make her gorgeous and voice like a nightingale so <laughs> norm and cliff decide they have to see this Cliff doesn't like this idea, so Norm suggests Cliff bring her by the bar. And here we begin this little web of deceit. Cliff's saying that he's tried to get her to go to Cheers, but she wants to stay in their little hideaway. Hmm. And then he says, I guess I'm her love hostage. <laughs> and this might be my favorite part in the whole storyline. Norm st- stands up, and he's shaking his head, and he's saying, that's something I definitely don't care to see. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Love that. Just that his expression, he's kind of laughing and chuckling, but he's just like, that's something I definitely don't care to see. I'm like, out of here. He's just going to get out. <laughs> right? Yep. yep. All right. So they leave, and Cliff has the scene of him dabbing cologne on himself. It's actually on his sweatshirt. It's not really even on his person. It's just kind of on his clothing. And he just, like, slings it around the living room. Mm-hmm. And then the doorbell rings and Cliff opens the door to, I would describe her as like just very tall, kind of plain looking and bashful looking woman. Mm-hmm. Like not, you know, unattractive, but just like very, I mean, plain is really the only way I can think to describe her and like the hairstyle, the clothing, yes. the, the face, everything, you know. She looks hair. like the stereotypical librarian, mm-hmm. you know, like from 80s. You know what I mean? She oh, That's yeah. what she struck me as. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, she even mentions like this great news she has. She's um, tied for employee of the month at the yarn barn. This whole like, <laughs> the yarn know, barn. thing about her working at the yarn barn. I love that name. It's so generic, but it works. Yeah. And, and when she talks about how proud she is of it, it just, it, it, it fits. It does. And she really, works at the yarn barn. It does fit does, that she yeah. works at the yarn barn and that she's pleased <laughs> to be one of the employees of the month. That's right. And she wants to celebrate by going out. So she seems like, I think it's interesting to look at her personality, whether or not it changed between this and then after she's made over. Because I don't know that it did all that much because she still seems like she's this you know, happy kind of friendly person that would like to go mm-hmm. out and celebrate and so forth. Yeah. And she says she they could go to that bar you're always talking about. And so we know that Cliff has been probably building up cheers the way that he's built up her to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but he calls it a dive. So basically, like, it's the opposite scenario that Cliff has just told Norman Woody about Sally not wanting to go out. Like, she's happy to go out and he just doesn't want to. Yeah. And he has this whole thing about how he wants to have his tensions relieved at the end of a hard day, if you know what I mean. <laughs> And she says she knows what he means. And this is just this very kind of coy, double entendre exchange mm-hmm. yeah, that leads to Cliff and Sally on the sofa for the start of Jeopardy. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I don't love the humor and the way that that was used. I think it's, a, it's just a fun, friendly scene once they get to like how delighted they are when Alex Trebek comes on stage. Like Sally just kind of. She like sort of raises her arms and shrugs in that excited manner, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I, I like. I, like I really did like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole thing about like, do you have the, you know, like all of that, I just, I don't know, didn't care for it as much. Right. Let me interject real quick here. So um, I looked up this actress, not a whole lot on her. I think she's done more theater than like film and TV, but um played by Karen Akers. Um, I did write down two movies. Um, I'm curious if you've seen either of them. Hmm. She, again, she only did a smattering of roles in the 80s, um, one of which was was her guest turn here. But um, she was in uh, Woody Allen's The Purple Rose of Cairo. Have you ever seen, seen that movie? I haven't. That's a good one. Okay. Um, and then she was also in Nora Ephron's Heartburn. That I haven't was, seen um, that. I think I've, I haven't Jack, seen it either. Jack Nicholson and Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep I think right? Meryl. I think Nora Ephron wrote the screenplay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I thought, well, you know, for only a few roles, like five or six credits to her name, those are two pretty prominent film roles. Yeah, I was going to say, pretty (laughs) prominent film roles and filmmakers. That's cool. But that was really all that she was in, which I was kind of surprised because I think she really does a good job here in this role. We'll talk about it. But yeah, no, I agree. So back at the bar in our other pretty much, I would say, like orthogonal storyline. This is another one with a Cliff storyline and a Rebecca storyline that don't intersect at all, I don't think. Very much mm-hmm. like The Last Angry Mailman with the story about his house and then the right. story about her being backseat Becky. You know, those Well, I guess the only part, Caleb. they intersect only one part, which is where we have Rebecca kind of, or Cliff asking oh, Rebecca yes, for advice. But room. you're right. I mean, that's, that's right. kind of that's a, true. That's kind of all there is. Yeah. I mean, and that's not a bad little intersection, but that is the only place where they cross. Yeah. Um, so Rebecca, whom Carla announces as Madame Nicotine, comes into the bar. <laughs> She's talking about going to the no smoking clinic and basically like she's trying to stop smoking. Nothing's working. And Carla is feeding off of this. She's going to tempt Rebecca with a pack of cigarettes. So she goes over to the office door and Frazier rushes over to intervene. And he's in his psychiatrist mode saying Rebecca needs encouragement and support. And he is not going to fail her. And he knocks and opens the office door. And Rebecca responds with, what do you want? Bone dome? Bone dome. <laughs> 
And so he throws the cigarette pack at her saying, here, try these. They're menthols. <laughs> and then he just kind of, shr- I think he shrugs and is like, you know, I tried. <laughs> walks off. Um, and Car- I noticed that Carla kind of laughed at that change in his demeanor. Yeah. That was funny. Carla can take amusement wherever she finds it. So Rebecca runs out of the office apologizing and explains she's frustrated because she can't stop smoking. And Frazier wants to suggest something that's worked for many of his patients. So Carla guesses, changing doctors. <laughs> she has some good little lines for not having any real, you know, character part of the episode. They do, I think, use her well for her little bits here and there. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca, I think, is doing a good job of looking very frazzled. She's like rubbing her wrist and she's chewing her gum and it's kind of making me nervous watching her. <laughs> exactly. She does that well, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Fraser tells Rebecca that she's engaged in a psychological battle with her will. And that she has to promise herself if she smokes one more cigarette, she'll do the most disgusting, repulsive thing she can imagine. It looks to me like she's starting to say that she can't think of anything of that sort. And then she sees Sam come up from the cellar with a case of, I guess it's wine or something in glass bottles. Mm -hmm. And he's just kind of whistling while he works, which I thought was a nice touch. I mean, that's just related to nothing other than my own noticing it. And like, well, I like that he's just kind of happily bringing up this box of wine or whatever. So she marches right over and says, Sam alone, if I smoke another cigarette, I'll go to bed with you. And he just drops it. <laughs> That's I love his that only bit. reaction is just dropping mm-hmm. the box on the floor. Yeah. I liked that. He doesn't I did say too. anything, no facial expression, just mm-hmm. whoosh, Yep. <laughs> so she walks into the hallway in the pool room and rips up the cigarette machine from the wall in front of a customer that was about to put money in there to get <laughs> some mm-hmm. cigarettes. And then he looks kind of frightened and leaves. She says it's on the blink. And so this is the part you were talking about. And Cliff is back there. He approaches Rebecca and he says, there's a problem. He'd like to talk over with her. And she just fighting cries. I'm really trying to quit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, it's not about that. He met a girl. And I like, I thought this was sort of, sweet's not the right word, but I liked her momentary patience with him. Because he pauses and looks down, and then she says, she's like, and, you know, and smacking her gum, and he looks up and says that people usually stop him at that point. <laughs> I like right. that. I like that she's, like, at least listening to two seconds more of it than most people would. So mm-hmm. she kind of smiles, and he says that he, you know, has, has this girl, he's begging her to come to the bar to meet the guys, but she wants to stay home and watch Jeopardy. And she might be ashamed of the way she looks, afraid that she might embarrass him. So, which really, of course... It's him talking about her, but that's a whole other massive issue in the episode. So, or just not issue, but discussion point. So he asks her for suggestions. So she thinks and then asks if he's seen those beauty magazine makeovers. And he's like, oh, sure, sure. And then she basically loses patience and is like, what are you bugging me for? And barks at him and stomps out. I love how Christy Alley does with her voice. You know, she kind of has that raspy, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the right word, kind of raspy kind of voice, though. Um, And, and you know she it can crack very easily and yeah i think here she uses that to her benefit playing this frazzled impatient kind of you know woman on the edge kind oh yeah of thing. i like how they do that yeah and then like it kind of goes up sometimes what do you what was it like what are you bugging me for like for, just the, yeah and yeah. it kind of like cracks at the height of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and then what she does is about face is turn around and ask her to do to ask him to do her a favor if he sees a cigarette hanging out of her mouth which is kill Sam. (laughs) And Cliff is confused, but he just kind of shrugs it off. (laughs) So now we are switching back to Cliff's condo and Cliff is overseeing Sally's makeover essentially and reading the instructions from this magazine. 
to her as she's in the bathroom beautifying herself. And I sort of liked how she was about this when she says that she's, you know, try her from a distance. She's going to come out and like not stand too close at first. I don't know. There's just something about her that is sort of guileless in this scene, I thought. Yeah, like so, she, she really doesn't know how it's going to go, right? Yeah, she exactly. She probably hasn't done this sort of thing before. She's taken a chance and she's a little bit nervous about how she'll be received. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I don't know what I think of it. I think it's interesting that Cliff is like there with her. Like, how did this happen that he brought up the makeover situation? And that must have gone over well because she's doing it. <laughs> and it's not necessarily yeah. something that I think of like a man and a woman participating in together. It would be like gal pals or something maybe but, yeah yeah i mean that's i don't know it, 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 i feel like there's an element to that relationship or friendship that's appealing but then cliff makes part of it unappealing at the same time mm-hmm. i just don't know how i feel about that no i agree and i think we'll come full circle at the end because that is i kind of feel like that's the elephant in the room in this whole episode that doesn't ever really get satisfactorily resolved to my hmm. liking okay yeah So Cliff is stunned when she comes out. She looks entirely different. And the audience even, I think, genuinely is like oohs and ahs and whistles appreciatively. Mm -hmm. She's made up. She doesn't look like over the top, but she just looks like she's very well put together. Mm -hmm. And she's, you know, flattered to thank you. And then she says it's about time for Jeopardy. So she still wants to do the same things they always do. It's almost like this is just kind of like a fun little experiment. Mm -hmm. And then... Cliff suggests they go out. So she's thrilled and she says something about how she's going to do a little more blending (laughs) and then they'll go. And he steps outside and yells, I got a fox. So back in the bar, Rebecca is going from her office to the bathroom. She looks like she's walking with intent, I would say. Mm -hmm. And Sam runs around the corner and he's jumping up and down. He's really does good. A lot of his energy in the latter half of this episode, I think he does a good job with. Mm-hmm. He's jumping up and down. He's begging Carla to follow Rebecca in the ladies' room. And she refuses. She's like, I'm not following her in there again. <laughs> so <laughs> you know this is going on for a while. Yeah, yeah. We'll get back to that scene in a moment. But in the meantime, Cliff and Sally come in. And she says that Cheers isn't a dive. She's like, well, this isn't a dive. And I think he says like he meant that it was downstairs or something like that. Uh-huh, yeah. So Cliff introduces Sally to the guys with like va 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 voom after saying that they might be crass. Of course, he's the one that's crass. There are no names exchanged, I noticed. They all, they say like, nice to meet you and so forth. But I don't think that he introduces her as Sally or says like, this is Norm and Sam and all of that, you know. Right. Because he kind of doesn't want to share her. He does, but he doesn't, I would say. And then Norm says he thought they'd met all of Cliff cous- Cliff's cousins, <laughs> which becomes a joke that I think is pretty, pretty well done. Um, and Cliff says that Sally is his date. Woody says that she's what guys on the farm where he comes from would call ethereal. Ethereal. <laughs> I, I was kind of surprised that he came up with that word as the description. Right. I like that he did, but it's not what I would expect to come from Woody discuss. you know, like what they discuss on a farm. It's discussing mm-hmm. a woman as being ethereal. Right. And Frazier says something like, where is this farm? <laughs> Where's this alleged farm? Right, because you really yeah. wonder when you get to this point when it's the, the, he's pulled out the word ethereal, I think. <laughs> that is funny. So Carla thinks that he has something on her. And she's like, just ask her for money. Not, don't be vicious. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he asks if it's so hard for you to people, and whatever you are, Carla, to believe that a beautiful woman would go out with me. That was the second one. The first hit was at the mm-hmm. beginning, and this was like the whatever you are, Carla. Which she, again, like you said, she's just kind of surprised and taken aback that he's gotten <laughs> off a, a cut down of her. And I thought that was a good one, too. 
Yeah, yeah, I like that. And then Fraser says he can think of any number of reasons why a woman would behave that way. But remember, I'm a psychiatrist. <laughs> that makes me think back to one of my favorite lines from him back in the early, oh gosh, this would have been early season three? No, season four after Diane dumped him mm-hmm. at the altar. And he's like um, talking about how he has fantasies of hurting mm. her. And then, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then he ends it. I'm a respected psychiatrist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I like it when he pops that in. So Carla points out, she's saying something about how Sam is talking to Cliff's date because he has said that it's one beautiful woman basically that he hasn't, he hasn't gotten to yet. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then Cliff runs over and he tells Sam that she's with him and Sam backs off. Mm Mm-hmm. And he backs off and he, you know, in a moment apologizes, but he also casually asks if, Kat asks if that's another one of his cousins. And Cliff says she's his date. Hmm. Um, I love this moment when Sam turns to Fraser and Norm and asks, really? And they just kind of acknowledge that it's true. And then he does the sort of like, is she, he does a little crazy motion. Mm-hmm. And Fraser's like, well, we think so. Yeah. <laughs> Deep voice. Like they're just analyzing it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Sam apologizes if he was out of line, but says Cliff's going to have to expect that kind of thing. Guys are going to be hitting on her all the time. This is when Cliff says Sally is a one-man woman. Sam tells him to check his arithmetic. (laughs) So Jeff from 325 is chatting up Sally, and Jeff recognizes Cliff as the guy with the binoculars. Mm -hmm. And so now Cliff wants to leave because Jeopardy is going to be on soon. But Jeff has just gotten a new Porsche Turbo and wants to take Sally for a ride. I mean, my concern would be, like, you don't know this man. Well, you're going to get in his car. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, yeah. yeah, that's just my cautious thinking, I guess. But she goes off with Jeff and his Porsche and leaves Cliff there. Well, and Which, I'll be honest. I thought, like, that was the first. I, I'm looking like, okay, you're clearly on a date. And you're just fine with going off and riding in this guy's car. It, it seemed very mm-hmm. a naive, like you were saying. But also, like, are you not aware of how that comes off i don't know it was just very weird like she didn't seem like the kind of person who would do that right you know that's what i thought too pre-makeover <laughs> i guess but i don't I th- know <laughs> yeah i agree but then at the same time because she said something will only be gone like however many minutes you know like not very because later on i think norm says like they've only been gone t- 10 minutes because cliff yeah. is like talking about how he misses her or something I can't believe right. she's gone she's only been gone 10 minutes yeah I don't know. I think that's difficult because, I mean, I don't think that that was the right thing for her to do. But at the same time, like, she may not be reading it like a date date. Like, they've gone there. They wanted to go out. But here's this other person. So she's going to go and do this and then she'll be back. You know, I don't know if it's a date with intent in her mind Mm. or what. I mean, I think that's all very hard to figure. Yeah, I can see that. No. Yeah. So Rebecca comes out of the bathroom. (laughs) Sam is dusting the fire extinguisher right outside. And lo and behold, who should come out of the bathroom after Rebecca? Our mystery blonde woman. That is correct. Oh, man. This is the most appearance she's had to date. This is it great. It is. The most activity. <laughs> yep. So she still doesn't speak, but Sam asked her what Rebecca was doing in there. And, and you know how Sam is kind of like touchy like he'll like reach for people and not in necessarily in a bad way but he's mm-hmm. just very you know forward and asks like what was that what was that woman doing in there and she's horrified <laughs> she runs away <laughs> and well, correction she oh. doesn't run she does this sort of lurching yeah. walk it's the weird it almost looks like she's like when you try to run in a pool okay like she, yeah like a slow run i'm sorry i just i spent way too much time looking at that but it cracked me up that's, that's a decent <laughs> description of it 
Because she isn't she just running. Like, lurches she just sort of, like, forward. Like her, her chest reaches, you know, is ahead of her leg. She's just like lurching forward. <laughs> One thing that got me the most, so, she, so he, he follows her over there. Right. And says, wait, you don't understand. I'll get to go to bed with her, whatever. And she whacks him with her purse. Right. right. This woman has been in this bar for n- near five years already. Mm-hmm. She would have seen his shenanigans to this point, oh, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. she, we're kind of just, I think, supposed to buy the idea that, oh, this woman's just a random person who's never been here before. Right. It doesn't, yeah. And doesn't know the, doesn't know how, how Cheers works here, but it's mm-hmm. like, we've seen her now. You're not fooling us. I mean, you know, she's a very recognizable extra, oh, yeah. I think, by this point. <laughs> but I think it amuses me that she's often cast in that type of role as an extra where she's the new person that's not you know acts like she's new to the bar exactly. and yet we see her in other scenes like you know they've done this at the before. action and seeing mm-hmm. what's going on and all of that yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's amusing though <laughs> i i really but, enjoyed it <laughs> yeah but she's it is one of the few times when she is in like the primary action mm-hmm. and he's still trying to explain to her you know as she's Sort of like, but it's almost like she's running away, but she's there in the bar. So she can't just run away because she's, you know, right at the bar for a reason. It's like she's anxious to get back to her date or table or wherever because there's guys at the table that she goes back to. And Yeah. Yeah. And Sam must think it's just very normal to explain to this person that the reason he wants to know what she was doing is because he gets to go to bed with her if she smokes a cigarette. (laughs) Oh, Lordy. Sam recognized her as a regular at the bar, as did the viewer, and thought, hey, right. I can I can be talk. weird with her. She'll be she'll all right. She, she knows, knows how we do things around mm-hmm. here. Right, right. <laughs> she knows this is not an ordinary bar. <laughs> right. So Jeopardy is on TV. Cliff is not looking at the screen. Norm comes to the bar and asks if Cliff is okay. And this is when he's lamenting that Jeopardy was their show, and he's created a beautiful monster. And Norm has become immersed in Jeopardy. He's answering these questions or providing the questions as Jeopardy goes. And then he's just like, yes, you know, celebrating when he gets the answer right. I kind of like that little touch that Norm is the one that's playing Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And Sam is at the office door smelling for smoke. And he's jumping up and down wanting Carla to come over and smell for smoke too. And she says she smells smoke. And she calls him a dink, which she hasn't done in a while. I don't think we've heard that term in several seasons. Um, she says she smells beer, sweat, and lousy tips as well. And he, Sam is certain she's smoking in the office. So he kicks the door open and cries, aha. And we see Rebecca seated at her desk. She just kind of has her mouth closed. And Sam is trying to, with you know, without success, to get himself out of this. And he makes a show asking, like, where the pool table is. He's like, oh, wrong room. And he's slapping himself in the forehead and so forth. And she just looks very collected, mm-hmm. not saying anything. So when he leaves and shuts the door she does this trick where she flips the cigarette out of her mouth still lit and just continues smoking it's pretty impressive yeah and apparently she did that for real that's mm. discussed way later on in an interview that's neat Unique i mean i talent yeah i don't smoke i i don't know no. if i could do that with anything but you know no, that's, I, like, I can imagine that would be very very difficult to do but yeah. i don't know yeah um, hmm. but it's a funny trick so she yep. keeps smoking. Sam bursts in again and catches her. He is just jubilant, and this time she's agitated. Um, I thought his physical performance in this scene was great. Yes. He's just throwing his arms in the air. He's running <laughs> around, flopping on the couch, saying it's her idea. What a great idea. I mean, he has no... No shame. No shame. <laughs> so this is the thing with Sam that's, you know, always has me conflicted. 
is that he's not trying to present himself as this like suave, masculine person that's having this conversation with her. He's like acting like a little boy, sort of like flopping mm-hmm. all around, which is not necessarily yeah. <laughs> something a sophisticated woman would find appealing. But right. he's just kind of being himself, but at the same time, he's being a cad. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. There's just some like sort of mixed character things going on with Sam, it seems to me. So he suggests, Sam suggests, and I quote, <laughs> strip down to our smiles and show the couch a good time. <laughs> so Rebecca just kind of dourly says we're going to go to her place. And he is stunned that she's going to go through with this. And so we have this entire scene when she says she made a pact. She's going to suffer the consequences no matter how vile or disgusting they may be. And she says this like right to his face too. Mm-hmm. And he's becoming less enchanted. There's just something in the way he's like, you don't really want to do this, do you? Do you? <laughs> He's slowly catching on. Yeah, right. I can't quite describe the emotional tone, but it's almost like it's just, it's even though it's not at all innocent, it's almost like he's saying it innocently, like mm-hmm. this was going to be fun, and now we're not going to go to the park to play, or you know, it's almost the way. He right, like you about said, it. like how he was kind of behaving like a child, mm-hmm. hurling himself around the room, all excited, you know, just beside right. himself, and then he he's actually it's dawning on him that wait a minute you're not going to have as much fun as I'm going to have and that breaks <laughs> it does it does and she's like well no she's going to close her eyes and pretend that she's with someone appealing and then she has a feeling it won't take long so he's just confused or conflicted or whatever but he says he says gee whiz <laughs> that's the best part I think gee whiz if you're not going to get in the spirit of this I just don't want to do it <laughs> He's just self-conscious, too. He's, like, rubbing his forehead and touching his shirt and, like, blinking. There's something about it. It just makes him more interesting than just some guy that's going to go in there and hit on her, even though that is what he's doing. And so she says a deal's a deal. She's going to wants to get it over with, you know. And he keeps saying no, no, he doesn't want to do it. And he says he has some pride and dignity and all of this. Walks out, and he's griping as he goes back into the bar. And Carl asks what happened. Sam says that she asked him to go to bed with her, and she's and he said no. And this is like yet another time that Carla is just like, "You are an idiot." <laughs> she doesn't say that, but just the look, you know. Mm-hmm. So he realizes Rebecca has hoodwinked him, slaps himself on the forehead, runs back in the office, but door is locked. I like how she handled that, though. Yeah, I enjoyed that. She has his number. She just read mm-hmm. him thoroughly. Yep, and turned the tables on him. I, just, I think that's very interesting. And it's interesting, too, because it, to me, the storyline, you know, it started out with she's all frazzled. She's the one that's vulnerable. And she, he's making these comments to her, just the usual Sam comments about Sammy's stop smoking clinic and all of this, mm, yeah. you know. And then, and I don't think that she made the bet in order to get him back for that. But she does kind of, like, get the upper hand in that way by the end, too. So mm-hmm. just it's very interesting. And then. Another thing that I had in my notes at the end, I don't know if we should wait and discuss it all at the end or here because it's the end of the storyline. She sort of has to count on him being not entirely indecent as a person. Because Hmm. if he were just, if he really were just like, I want to have sex, that's the only thing that matters. She wouldn't have been able to to do what she did, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I think it's interesting how she knows him fairly well already and can use that to her advantage. Hmm, that is interesting. I hadn't thought of that angle, but that's very true. In our final scene, Sally comes to the pool room. Cliff is shooting pool and tells him she's never driven so fast before. She's just thrilled with this new experience that she's had with Jeff. Cliff is sullen, complains he did Sally a favor, and now she's attracting all these different people. 
she's asking if the makeup is what it's about. And he says that before she put it on, she was a sweet thing that was content to sit by a dear friend's side and watch a rousing, wholesome game of Jeopardy. It's almost making it seem like she's less wholesome now that she's made up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she's, you know, suddenly did, developed interest outside of Jeopardy. She talks about, she said, refers to the makeup as silly, but then, she, you know, when he's like, you would do that for me, like take off the makeup, she's like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> And I love yeah. when she gushes, she's like, wait till they get a load of me at the yarn barn. <laughs> <laughs> he says she looks like a cover girl. And she says he's going to have to learn to live with it. So I don't know. There's, I don't know what to make of this. Because I do think she is totally sincere. She talks about appearances not mattering at all. Mm-hmm. But she likes the way she looks, which I feel is a healthy re- reaction. I don't know. Yeah. What did you make of this? Well, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's it's all... <sighs> pretty puzzling because you know cliff has used multiple terms throughout this episode um you know i've created a monster or right and then this this last scene you know where he he says i did you a favor it's like well hold on a Mm -hmm. minute does she not realize that what he's done which is he was not wanting to be seen with her because he didn't think she was attractive enough to other people mm-hmm. not i don't think it was so much him i think he he it was found a perception her. of what he thought yes. the world's perception would exactly be her, and I that's think. why they were that's why they were sitting there every night watching jeopardy she mm-hmm. wanted to go out he would have wanted to go out if she were the cover girl right off that you know when he right. met her. so so it's like does she catch on to the fact that he did all this for his selfish reasons and now that she looks different and is behaving slightly different. He's bothered by that. It's like she doesn't seem to understand that. Or maybe she does and she doesn't care because That's she takes no umbrage with right. with what's happened. And that I found a little bit, I don't know, a little puzzling because I, I truly expected her to just like dump him right then and there, honestly, because he kind of behaved. He was worthy of it. I mean, truly, right. it, was, it was pretty you know shallow behavior, but she seemed to forgive it and go on so i don't know it was, it was interesting yeah i think so too because it's like she is still regarding him as like a friend or a friendly companion or whatever mm-hmm. and i don't know if she doesn't if she just doesn't think that way or she's being magnanimous or what it is mm-hmm. but that goes back to like me wondering like how would you get to this point where a man can suggest to you like why don't you try this magazine makeover right right that would plant thoughts in my head of like, well, what <laughs> if, if some why? sort of insecurity or something like why? Yeah. Like that's yeah. a very particular thing. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, you look great in blue and maybe this shirt were like, it's a really particular, like you need to improve your appearance mm-hmm. suggestion, right. but she doesn't seem to mind it, you know, at least from mm-hmm. her behavior when she's applying the makeup, it's almost like, Oh, okay, let's just try this. It's another type of project. You know, so I don't know. I mean, she is kind of still guileless, I think, by the mm-hmm. end. But I do think that's a good question. Yeah. But then also she's more observant than we might have previously thought because she's saying, you know, along the appearances don't matter line. It doesn't bother me that you wear this funny white socks. And then she says something about like trimming his mustache. Looks like he trims his mustache with a butter knife. And she asks if he's considered going to a gym. And she's, I don't think she's being cruel, but she's like pointing out these things that she's observed in him. Right. And not asked him to change, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It does make you wonder if she really like has known the whole time and has just decided not to be bothered by it or what's yeah. going through her mind. Yeah. It's a little, it's, it's a little up for interpretation, I guess, which is fine. But yeah, it kind of, 
his behavior was kind of off-putting to me. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he got away with it, for lack of a better word, was kind of like, all right, well, no big deal. You know, it's a, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It just... Is that what you mean by the unsatisfactory yeah. conclusion? Yeah, it's or... like there's no okay. real conclusion there. Like, oh, okay, right. well, it seems like they're going to maybe be together as more than just friends. But right. I don't know. Right. So were you expecting that she would go, like, leave with Jeff and then either not come back or, like, come back and have other plans or just something where mm-hmm. he gets really left behind by it? Yeah, And sort kind of sees of. the error of whatever he's done? Mm-hmm. That's okay. kind of how I thought it would go. Yeah. Well, and you know, I have kind of mixed feelings on Cliff. We've talked about right. that. I think we both do, you know. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just, he can be kind of an obnoxious character a lot of the time. Um, mm-hmm. And so I felt like, I don't, I don't know, he wasn't really obnoxious here, but his motives were not good, I guess. And I guess that bugged me. <laughs> right. I don't know. So yeah, yeah I, I guess I kind of expected it to go another way. Um, but it does make it interesting that she is a woman who maybe you can presume she saw through him and she's like, well, whatever, you know, I don't know. So. Hmm. And I don't think too, like her, I don't think it's necessarily that she's more confident after she has the makeover. I mean, people respond to her differently, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that her personality changed. No, I think she's flattered by attention that she's probably not used to getting, but that's a completely Mm -hmm. normal human reaction. It doesn't mean that she's changed. It just means she's, responding to the environment and people's compliments there's nothing wrong with that so yeah yeah, i don't i don't think she changed any i think it's all about how his perception of her changed and yet when so he's pouting at the end of the episode but he still gets his way she's still his or you know you know i'm trying to say and and it's like okay well no lesson learned there he's still i don't know yeah it's interesting too though because all of the comments at the bar like everyone is very surprised that this attractive woman is with him because they all they like we thought we met all of Cliff's cousins and like is she crazy you know well we that's what we think so they know how he is on the one hand but then also he's getting some punishment just in general all the time from them on their expectations right so you can sort of see why he I don't know like not that it's excusing his behavior in any way but if that's what he's dealing with at the bar. Mm-hmm. And he has that expectation in his head. I don't know. Sure. I don't no, know. I can see that. I mean, he kind of, that's why I think that's why he kept her away from uh, when Norman Woody came over. You yeah. know, it's, it's oh, like yeah. he's presenting her as, as one way, but really he doesn't think that other people will view her as worthy of right. being around him or something. It's, it's very, yeah, I don't know. And I'm not trying to analyze it too deeply because, you know, again, sitcom and all that, but yeah, no, it is. Fun. It is, you know, it's just a little puzzling to me, and I didn't feel like it got a satisfactory explanation for how it ended. Yeah, to me, but I do think between like the, the similarity in the storylines is the women are both projects in each of the storylines. I think Rebecca with her, you know, desire to stop smoking, and Sam's carrying on about that, and then of course like Cliff with Sally, and they both kind of in different ways have the upper hand by the end. That's true. I like that. I like that parallel, like slight parallelism between the stories. Hmm. So it's not one of my favorites, but I do, there's something about it I like, and I'm not quite sure, because I, I agree with you on all the behavioral problems <laughs> with Cliff, and then, of course, like to some degree also with Sam. And there's also something I like about it, too. Mm-hmm. So I gave it a three. I thought it was good, but it wasn't like a pinnacle of comedy, and it wasn't just like genuinely warm and quintessential cheers either. So Right, right. Yeah. No, I, I gave it a three as well. 
Yeah, okay. not 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 a bad episode. Really, not a bad episode. I mean, I I think. I think I liked the Rebecca trying to quit smoking storyline a little bit more, but they both too. got pretty equal weight. Um, mm-hmm. So, no, not a bad episode at all. Like I said, I did watch it a few times. There, there were some great lines and parts I certainly enjoyed, but it was just one of those kind of, to me, a three kind of represents. It's like, yeah, it checks the boxes. It does a good job. It's not outstanding in any way. Um, not a particularly memorable one, but mm-hmm. it, 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 it does the job. Yeah. Okay. Solid. Yeah. That will do it for us today. You can find us on Facebook, Norm, a Cheers podcast, and on Twitter at Cheers underscore Norm. You can listen to or download old and new episodes at the usual places, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, and Spotify. Leave us a like and comment and join in on our community there. Thanks so much for listening.